0: This is episode 279 of the PC Christian Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio, he's Ben. Ben, what's going on?
1: What a
2: marathon of a weekend, my my friend. <laughs> Good God. I hope you guys are ready because in order to do this weekend justice, I think we're going to have a long show here, folks. So uh, make sure you have um, a drink candy, perhaps even a snack, um, because, you know, there was there was a lot of good stuff going on uh, this weekend uh, r- wrestling-wise. And as usual, you know, we're going to give you the unfiltered, uh, you know, opinion that comes with the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast, because we are not like the typical... IWC kiss ass bullshit. No, no, no. Uh, We don't do that here, because I I mean, just just with you know the big happening this week with AEW and Edge, which we're gonna get into in further detail. Did you see the online bullshit of people crying because he left WWE?
0: And even he told he need to. It's wrestling. It's supposed to be fun. Just uh, sit back, relax, and chill out. I mean, good. Well, he's he's exactly right, folks. Oh, I know. I'm saying Uh, it's true. Like you, wrestling fans are never happy. Shut up. (laughs) You heard? Shut the fuck up.
1: That's it.
2: You heard it from the gentleman himself. Do you know how angry you have to make the gentleman Elio Canella for him to tell you to shut the fuck up? Right? So, y- y- Yes. I agree. But I'm like David um,
0: Banner. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't want to see me when I'm angry. <laughs>
2: exactly. Exactly. See, although yeah. I, although I might find that entertaining, especially if it's if, especially <laughs> if it's not directed <laughs> at me. Um, but actually, overall, the tone of this podcast, folks, is not going to be angry at all because, um, like I said, um, I thoroughly enjoyed a lot of what this um, of what this weekend had to offer. Um, so uh, let's say we get into it, and um, because it served as a nice lead-in to Wrestle Dream. I'm going to uh, start off the show uh, with the highs and low points of Collision.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, and while, you,
2: while
0: you do that, I'm going to pull up the results on, on my iPad so I can follow along.
2: Yeah, and I actually um, just finished watching Collision just prior to coming on the air. So, uh, first high point was Andrade versus Juice Robinson. Uh, absolutely loved it. Um, you know, I, it's just, uh, Collision has struggled to find its direction since CM Punk left. But one of the really nice things is Andrade gets to be on TV, which is I never understood since he came in. Why he wasn't like a focal point on Dynamite? I re- I really. That always was mystifying to me. So the fact that he gets a platform on Collision to have badass matches with with color with talent, the caliber of a Juice Robinson, is great. And I gotta, I gotta tell you, folks, um, Juice Robinson is a very pleasant surprise to me because, you know, I have to confess, you know, I'm not. Overly familiar with New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, as I've admitted on this show before. Um, so prior to prior to this, um, you know, prior to him debuting on AEW TV, my prior experience with Juice Robinson was his running in, in uh, NXT as CJ Parker and i was not a fan of that gimmick so to see this um and how how much better and how much more entertaining he is both on the mic and in the ring is uh fantastic but yeah this match was definitely a high point to kick off the show um next high point was um I would say uh Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho versus um oh god I know I know the, the I'm blanking. Yes. Thank you. I, I I knew their individual names but I was blanking on the name of the uh tag team. But you know even though the match itself was a high point I do have a slight right that I I just find this very annoying in general. And and tell me what you think about this, Elio. Because I know Chris Sciarco and Kenny Omega are very high caliber talents, but the reality is they've never tagged prior to this. And they are defeating, you know, a very well-known, you know, tag team who who were, you know, champions before you know before this. Um you know granted it was a while ago, but I mean these two are absolute monsters. And then you got, you know, um Prince Nana with them. And it's just why are they the ones losing to uh you know to um Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho? So I didn't quite get that but the match was was just Awesome. You know, if, if this had been a singles match and it was like Chris, Jer- Chris Jericho versus Khan or, you know, Kenny Omega versus Tolo Leona, I would have got it. But it's just, you know, as a tag match, the matchup itself was good, but, but it's just like, you know, can they get another tag team in there if you're going to have a new tag team, these guys, you know, so I don't know. Um, and then, uh, then the next high point was the eight-man uh, main event, which was um, FTR and um, Brian Danielson and Wheeler Yuta versus Aussie Open, Ricky Starks and Big Bill. Now, as as weird as it was to have Wheeler Yuta, um, and Brian Danielson teaming with FTR, um, that was just kind of weird. But it was it was it was kind of cool to see uh, Zach Saber on Zach Saber Junior on commentary. So the match in and of itself, obviously with this level of talent, you're definitely gonna have a uh, uh, an absolute classic of a match. Um, and for a TV match, this was great and. Uh, and as you know, LEO, I don't like uh, eight-man tag matches at all. So for me to give this a high point uh really tells you something. Um now did you watch Collision to give high highs and low points? I did not. Okay. So so I'll just do my low points and then we'll we'll move on. Um so the kingdom over the best friends. I don't care about the best friends. I'm a fan of the Kingdom, because um, I was watching them like way back. Um, mm-hmm. So I, you know, they're they're great, but best friends, I just I don't get them. Yeah, I'm, really
0: uh, done, I'm done with best friends. I never really was a fan.
2: No, I mean individually, I think they're very good wrestlers, but the
1: tag oh, but, team yeah, is yeah, a tag team weird.
0: Yeah.
2: Um and then Julia Hart over Vert Vixen.
0: I'm conf- I, uh, I'm confused. Who who is this Vert Vixen? I keep seeing this name.
2: <laughs> um, I don't know. I didn't catch too much of the backstory there, but some of these matches just you can cut so much of the so, some of this down, and you would still have a very, uh, very high quality card okay uh, um so those were highs and low points for uh collision I but see it was t- i see
0: they taped uh, two matches uh two before the show powerhouse uh, well, hobbs again in a i'm sure it was a squash match against cody chun c-h-h-u-n
2: I've never heard of them, but why the fuck do we continue to have powerhouse hobs and squash branches?
0: And then we have EJ Duca. I think he was with the WBE at one point.
1: What I'm not it? sure.
0: Yeah. Ezra Judge was trained by the WB Performance Center and he defeated John Cruz and John Cruz. Have you ever seen him?
2: Um, no, but I've heard the
0: name before. So, John Cruz is the man under the mask who wrestles as Serpentico. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: All right, well,
2: once again, why the fuck is Powerhouse (laughs) on um, a dark match? I don't know. I just, I don't understand that to save my life. I, I really don't. And you know, to, to some people, um, it, it it might seem like a small thing to gripe at, but um, I just, I, yeah, it, it's um, you know, I had the same complaint about Ricky Stars before they finally started pushing him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I see such potential in this kid, and um, and um, you know, it's just. They, they just won't pull the trigger mm-hmm. and if if it if at some point it seems like they do pull the trigger then they cool them off so much to the point where it gets like Wardlow and then it's like how am I supposed to care about this guy now obviously um Will Hobbs isn't nearly as bad of a booking job as, as Wardlow I mean that's just that's just high crime. that Tony Khan should be charged with in the booking department as it least the warlord, but it is kind of comparable. Um, but that's enough rambling. Um, let's go to the uh, No Mercy.
0: Um, all right, and I have notes on here. I I have all the matches down, down because I watched it yesterday.
2: Very good. So, just to give them a break from my talking, why don't we uh, kick it over to LAO and start out with his highs and lows. Uh, well, actually, because it's a pay-per-view, we'll just go match by match. And uh, we'll we'll start out with his take on the matches. So let's start with uh, Baron Corbin versus Braun Breaker. Alright,
0: so this match, um, first of all, what was, what did, what was Braun Breaker wearing to the ring? What was that, Matt? What that, whatever it was, he had on his head? <laughs> oh, oh, well, well,
2: well it's a, I actually know what that is because my dad and I used to ride bikes, so that is like a um, it, it's like a half half mask head cover, but it's to keep like the wind and stuff for, and. and road debris from getting in your face and in your mouth area yes so that's what that is
0: okay and but, uh, but uh yeah this wasn't uh the greatest match started pay-per-view um that one spot where they they used uh the announcing when they were supposed to break and it didn't break
1: yeah and,
2: and i i always hate that for the wrestlers because As I understand it, just from looking at it, I don't even have to have, you know, background knowledge of it, but it hurts so much more when the table doesn't
1: break.
0: And uh, where did Robert Stone come from? What? Like, he just like, because that's how it ended. Uh, Stone interfered, uh, Braun Breaker tossed him out over a rope, but then then turned around and ran into an end of days. Frank Corbin uh, got the three count.
2: Yeah, I I don't know. I I wasn't really into this match. No, so. this, no, this
0: was at one point. This one I gave it. A, this one I gave it a two star. Just I gave it a C.
2: Yeah, and and I had the exact same. And um, oh my freaking Jesus! Okay, now. I'm not using this review to base it off my opinions or anything. I'm just using it so I have the match lineup and everything, and okay. and, and some certain uh, you know moves and bullet points to talk about. I don't base any of my opinions off the reviews that I that I use um, when I'm looking at the the match lineup and stuff. But but at this point, I just I, I can't resist. So so. This uh, gentleman gave the match a three and a half star.
0: Oh, what? Why? What? And, so because, and... well, I'm gonna tell you the way I have it set up because I get so confused when we have to grade matches. So this is what I have: I have one star is an F slash D, two is a C, three is a B, four is an A, and five is an A plus. That's well, how I have, it, that's how I have the ratings, according uh, according to me, on my uh notepad here, on my and, board.
2: And that makes perfect sense. Um, but yeah, I'm not. How do, you, how do you
0: give that a three star? What?
2: A three and a half star. nonetheless. Yeah,
0: but still, how do you give that a three and a half star? What?
2: I I what don't rate? I don't know. Uh, he he liked the hard hitting element of it. Well, well, of course it's going to be hard hitting. Guess who? who's in the fucking match.
1: Actually, mm.
0: actually you know uh, what? Well, well, do you have anything else? Because uh, well, while while you do that, I'm gonna pull up wrestling data so I can so I can uh, give you the rating. Star rating according to the website that I always well, use.
2: since you gave your review of the match, I might as well give mine.
0: Okay.
2: I think Braun Breaker is entirely, you know, too. You know, it's just I understand why they want to pair him with a veteran, you know, because we're trying to get him ready and stuff. So that makes sense. I'm not blaming them for that. But in terms of how the these two are booked on NXT, from that perspective, Braun Breaker is so much higher up than Baron Corbin.
1: Mm-hmm. Do, you,
2: do you agree or disagree with that?
0: No, I I agree because uh, Baron, Baron Corbin's already been there. Uh, Ron Breaker's a new guy.
2: So, so using that logic, it it seems it it seems like an uneven matchup, and I also really don't like the fact that Baron Corbin won the match. No, I no, no. I don't. Um, you know, and I saw some feedback on Twitter that people were like it was it was nice to that Baron Corbin won something of importance and
0: right. it doesn't do nothing for him.
2: And okay, well after after I finish this sentence, I want to get your logic on that statement because I find that very interesting. Um but but yeah, people were saying that um you know, it's it's a big win for him and um and that um it's nice to have him with a sense of direction and and doing something of importance on NXT and all this other stuff. So apparently they were they were in support of Baron Corbin winning um and um what are your thoughts on on like, that
0: no, that part i agree like gives him like a like a direction but brock Baker's the the young guy the uh, who's like uh, he's like the the new talent like he should be uh, getting getting the uh, wins here
1: yeah and i um you
2: know and i i didn't see anything special about the match and um, I absolutely 100% agree. The fact that Baron Corbin won this, and and this is nothing against Baron Corbin because I know I've been I know I've been negative about Baron Corbin in, in the past. I I understand that, but I I just want you guys to know that in in terms of how he's being presented right now, mm-hmm. and, and what they're doing with him, I like this version of Baron Corbin. Okay, my yeah. my favorite my favorite version of Baron Corbin was the first one with the with the lone wolf Baron Corbin yeah. coming out on the bike and stuff. And he came out on the bike at No Mercy, and and so his gimmick is very similar to that of the lone wolf, and that's what that's what they should have done years ago. And the fact that they finally pulled the trigger on that is awesome. So this version of Baron Corbin, I like a lot more than the versions I've been criticizing in the past because those characters are just god awful. No nobody cares about bum ass Corbin or or you know joke, joke 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 Corbin or whatever the fuck it is. And, and so, so from from that perspective it, it's very nice. Um but I I'll be very interested to see where they go here. Um But um but so based off of that match I was very surprised that Baron Corbin got the win.
0: So the, the the so how many stars did you did you give it? I told you I already told you I gave it a two.
2: I would give it a two and a half.
0: Okay, so twenty sorry, twenty-eight percent gave it a three. Eh, that's fair. They went with a six star. They this website went from five star to a six star rating, so that's how they do it. And I'm looking at the percentage for each one. Okay, cool. All right. So next one, this one, I can't even believe this. That I have to say that Trick Williams is a North American champion. What?
2: Okay. So this one legitimately. Um, in a way both makes me happy hold on and makes me upset at the same time oh, yeah. um, but the reason why I'm okay with the result and hold on because I can I can hear Tony and, and Clay coming after me now with the because we're all <laughs> we're, we're all I am with the explain kind of thing, because um, we're also very critical of Kirk Williams wrestling overall on wrestling POV, but um, in order for me to be consistent with some of the arguments that I've made concerning the booking of the NXT belts and the main roster winning the NXT belts, let me explain to you why I kind of like this one i kind of like the fact that they're splitting trick from carmelo hayes because when trick would speak for carmelo Mm -hmm. in the promos it was distracting as fuck and all i wanted to hear was what carmelo had to say yeah um and I didn't care about Trick Mellow game or, or whatever the fuck or the Trick Willie shot. Never cared. Um, but the but this solo version of Trick Williams, I find much more tolerable. Okay. Because because well, I'll I'll come back to that point. But let me let me let me stick with the with the title aspect of it first. See, I love the fact that an nXt talent has the championship again, okay? Now, now that may have changed by the time we get off the air, I'll have to check the nXt results because you know, as we're recording this, Trick um, Williams is scheduled for a rematch courtesy of Mommy, uh the returning Rhea Ripley, uh, with Dominic Mysterio for the NXT North American Championship this evening. But um, I, I really like the, the fact that they put the North American Championship back on an up-and-coming talent in NXT who's actually an active NXT star. Because the fact that they were putting the NXT championships on main roster talent was speaking very negatively of, of NXT talent, in my opinion. That's To me, that's the biggest drawback of having main roster stars, you know, come down to NXT. I understand entirely why they're doing it, but it is kind of a drawback in some regards. And the the championship picture um really uh, makes my point. Um, secondly, the reason why I'm okay with it is it kind of continues the dissension storyline within the judgment day. And if you notice last night on Raw, um Mommy was getting upset with Damien for not protecting uh Dominic. Mommy <laughs> in
0: in the title defense. But he, but it's then, it's, then just, no, it's just funny. The the way we're all used to like calling it be Syria Ripley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Exactly. You know, by the way, when we get to Raw, I'll tell you something funny. Um but um but but the most interesting thing to me is is that Rio was like legitimately getting upset with Dominic too, and like if you don't bring that championship back to me, you're not coming home.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that was I saw um, that you better come home with the championship or don't come home at all.
2: Yes. So the fact that this is this is addressing two of my concerns, you know. One, putting the title back in NXT where it belongs. And two, continuing a storyline with the Judgment Day. Um, that kind of makes the logic more sensical to me. However, um, I completely understand uh, people not liking this decision for the very reason why we don't like Trick Williams. I'm not saying I... I'm always a trick Williams fan, um, because that's not the case. But logically, in terms of other arguments that I've made, I am ex- excited that Dominic is n- no longer holding an NXT championship when he's not on NXT. Um, so um, there's that. And um, did you have anything else to add before we move on to the next match?
0: No, sir. Uh, no, I agree. With you. I just uh that uh this version of Trick is a little more tolerable than when he was with Carmelo Hayes because every time Carmelo would talk, Trick's always in the background, uh, like repeating everything. And oh,
2: and and then one more thing that I'll say is like we were talking about um, you know, Booker T last night, you and I were going oh back. Oh my book-
0: god, throughout the <laughs> whole show, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> But, okay, okay. So, largely,
2: I agree with you. With 99.5% of that, I agree with you.
1: Right.
2: How, however, when when he does what he does with Turk Williams' entrance, I like that.
0: Oh, because... Stop. stop. <laughs> what are you doing with that? Oh, stop.
2: No, because it's a, it's a reference to a movie that I like. Called "Hustle and Flow" uh, I, I, with, it will be okay. with um Terrence Howard and um and Taraji P Henson. Uh, T- 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 Manning was also in the movie. Um, but uh, so in the movie, um, one of uh one of uh the the songs that the main character makes because he's trying to make it out of the hood by becoming. A rapper and and doing all this and he's trying to get out of pimping.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, is um, you know, becoming like I said, becoming a rapper. So, um, one of the songs that he comes up with is "What That Trick," and um, and so as as the movie progresses, you see him making these different songs and uh. And when they get to the whoop the trick whoop that trick part, you know every t- every time he says that line in the movie, somebody behind him is doing almost precisely what uh what Booker T and the crowd is doing okay. for Chuck Williams. So like that aspect of it just makes me laugh my ass off, and and I appreciate it because it makes it's a it's a pop culture reference that makes sense because typically when WWE does these pop culture references, yeah. it's a, it's a complete miss. Um, so um, with that in mind, um, we're going to take a break before we do the rest of the uh, NXT No Mercy review, uh, but stay tuned because we got plenty more coming for you and we'll be right back.
0: All right, we're back and we're gonna get into match number three. This was a four-way match for the NXT Tag Team Championships: The Family versus Los Otarios versus the Creed Brothers versus OTM. What a stupid name! I, still, oh, the I mud hate I hate that name.
1: I can't believe
0: I can't believe WWE trademarked that name. Why?
2: I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, they better not try to turn them into this generation's crime time or I'm gonna have a fucking problem.
0: Right. I, I, I was so excited. I, I was so wanting to give this team a chance, but with uh putting scripts with them and then giving them this name, like stop.
1: Uh, just
2: stop. Yeah. So um but I um I was Quite surprised with the match. So actually, um, uh,
0: going back to the second match, I did give the Dominic Mysterio a three. It, w- it wasn't a bad match, but it was just surprising. But I'm gonna yeah, I agree
1: I'm with gonna... you. I gave it a three.
0: Okay, so go on. This match, what, what were you saying? Um,
2: so with with this match number one, I was surprised that um that there was a title retention. Um, I really wasn't expecting that. Number number two, um, you know, typically, you know, just like um, we talked about with uh, collision, I really don't like the these multiple team tag team things. I really prefer, you know, the traditional tag match.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and um, but this one uh actually did okay i w- i was very surprised um cuz i've always liked the, the creed brothers um but at some point or another um i've been dubious about the other tag teams um involved here and i i'm still not sure that um out the mud or Angel and Humberto are on the w- wavelength of being good enough to challenge for the uh, NXT Tag Team Championships. I'm not talking about them as wrestlers, especially Angel Garza and Humberto Correa. I know how good they are. I'm just talking about like how they've been presented on TV. Mm-hmm. I know, I know they've been repackaged. You know, I don't. I'm assuming those tattoos are not real. I'm, but who knows um you know they've uh they really dragged them into the storyline and stuff like that uh with their uncle um but um you know i like i said i really like the creed brothers and i was surprised with the quality of the match they, they, re- they really did do uh, do a nice job Typically, I have trouble following these, so I can't. I can't really give you a, a rundown of like big moves or like in-depth analysis of this match because when everything's all over the place, it's just kind of difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the the Creed brothers always stick out to me. I just I love the Creed brothers. Um, I, I'm just
0: curious. I thought I I thought they were leaving uh, NXT. They lost to the Diad. An loser leaves yeah. NXT. <laughs> what is going on? Why yeah, bother yeah. having those matches? You're gonna come back.
2: But then they got reinstated. So I, you know, I don't know. But um, that's so weird. So you know, the main story of the match was you know T- Tony D'Angelo got hurt you know, which
0: left um stacks. Oh, did him swear when uh, he came back out? No, did I didn't. He, yeah, he said, I'm, I'm fucking going in. Because like they were trying to stop him, like, because from going back in the after, after he got injured.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, so like, I'm fucking going in. <laughs> like, damn, I'm, like, I had to rewind that. Like, did he just swear?
2: Yeah, that's fun. That's fun, <laughs> but yeah. So the big thing was, you know, him getting hurt and Stacks being on his own against three other teams, and really him coming through for Stacks. The way Stacks had come through for him in terms of, you know, getting Tony out of jail, and that's the storyline I was getting out of this. So from that perspective, it made sense for them to retain. But based on how they were pushing Angel and. On Virgil, I really expected um them to win uh the tag titles as I predicted on uh, POV on our last episode um but um but that being said I I really can't complain because you know I'm not the biggest fan of of stacks I haven't seen enough of him yet to uh really render an opinion. Um, but they're, they're growing on me. So, you know, I, I, I would give this match a three star.
0: Yep. but and that's exactly what I gave it. Uh, the website I have here, Wrestling Data, gave it a four.
1: Are they a bunch of WWE
2: fuckboys? 42% giving it a four. What? The fuck? Okay, that's so... They must be slapping on some WWE now to, to uh, quote
0: Three-Sex Mafia. Okay, so next match for the NXT Heritage Cup, Noem Dar versus Butch.
2: Okay, now I have I have told you this before, and regardless of how much I like Pete Dunn, his name is Pete Dunn, yes, goddammit. Okay? With Fuck. Let's get that straight. That's the first rule. His name is Pete Dunn. He's not Butch, the 1940s Paperboy.
1: <laughs> <All
2: right. laughs> okay? He's not Scrappy from Scooby-Doo. Get me the scooby Oh my god, right? So no. His oh. name is Pete Dunn. Okay? Yeah. Everybody understand class. I I I
0: thought they were gonna rename him a while back. They were saying that they were gonna bring Pete Dunn back.
2: No, but but at least at least that they brought back the Pete Dunn presentation. They may not have given him the name back. No, I thought thought they
0: were gonna they were talking about doing that though. I'm saying.
2: Yeah, well, I thought they were too, but at at, at the very least, they brought back the same presentation. Yeah, I'm happy with that. (laughs) So so I'll take that. Um. So going into this, you guys know that I am not a fan of these heritage cup, uh, rules.
0: I wasn't, I wasn't, a f- I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying, but like I said, on an episode of POV, these matches, uh, you take out the rounds and the heritage cup, these, uh, matches, you know, you take out the rounds, these matches can be good. Like you know, it on who's in the match.
2: I 100% agree um you know and and the match itself was still awesome like if you can get past the round bullshit mm-hmm. um you know I we know how great Pete Dunn is and as much as I hate the character of Noam Dar slash Tiny Tim slash whatever the fuck he's got going on with um with the metaphor yep. <laughs> um you know he, he's a fantastic wrestler and 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 these guys really did a good job with what they were given. And actually, you know, if we were doing the traditional high points and low points, if this was a regular weekly show, this would be a high point. It really would be because I, I love these two guys and they wrestled their ass off as I expected them to. Um, you know, I've never criticized these two as wrestlers ever. And I don't think I ever will. Um but i you know that doesn't change the fact that i just don't understand the 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 heritage cup rules yep. i i hated the tournament that this match served sure as the finals for mm-hmm. you know that was the most you know dumb fuck of a tournament that i've ever seen in my entire life you know everybody was tied with the same score up until the very last minute yeah that was stupid a, a three you, you way know, th- a
0: three-way tie so we never triple threat
2: What? you know and then Joe Coffey wins the triple threat to get one extra point what the fuck yeah, you know and then the poor guy loses after all that so what the fuck was the point of the tournament right but you know in all fairness this, like I said in a regular formatted show this would be a high point um, so, but speaking, uh, oh, and so ratings wise, I'm, I'm comfortable with giving this a three.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, I gave the same because uh, this is the only one that I missed uh, out of all the matches. I, I, cause I have every match down with my rating, but this is the only one that that I didn't get, but I'll give it a three. Up.
2: Well, just take my word for
0: it. Yeah, no, I saw it. But uh, definitely go back and check it
2: out, because it was good.
0: No, oh, I saw it. I watched it. I'm seeing, I, I just uh, missed, uh, that's only when I missed uh, grading in my notes. Oh, oh. Is what I meant.
2: Oh, okay. All right. I was yeah. a little confused. Okay. Um, okay. But the next one was Match of the Night for me, and I think, no disrespect to, um, Becky Lynch and Tiffany Stratton because they killed it in their um, in their stipulation match which we'll get to in a minute but I really think that um,
0: this match this was match of the night yep absolutely match of the
2: fucking night and,
0: and honestly this is a
2: match of the year candidate for me um, because look folks and I've always said this, I think championship, I think brand championships should always be the main event for shows. And and you're going to say, well, it, it was the NXT Women's Championship, granted, but I think this match was slightly better because it didn't have the stipulation bullshit yeah. and, and, and all this. This was just a badass wrestling match and shout out particularly to Carmelo Hayes because we've always said that he was very good mm-hmm. but the fact that he has shown up and and you know really uh, hung with Car- uh, with Ilya Jagdanoff three times now is fantastic that's a credit to him because I think for me, Ilya Dragunov is on on another level. So Cardello Hayes deserves a lot of credit for this too. Um, additionally, I really think that this was a lot better than their match at the Great American Bash, and that was fantastic. And that was a fantastic match. I'm not, I'm not hating on that match at all. Uh, if if you missed that one, go back to Peacock and check that one out too. That was awesome. Um, like I said, this was the third match in a trilogy with these guys. Fucking awesome conclusion. Uh, match of the goddamn night. Uh, you know, Dragon Off is just such a such a unique entity to me because he's the cruiserweight, folks. I know there's not a cruiserweight division anymore, but, like, he's a cruiserweight. And yet, when he comes out and when he wrestles, you know... He he gives off the same intensity of of the biggest heavyweight fight you could possibly imagine, and like when like when he went against Walter for those in those two classic matchups, um, you know like you really believe that he you know that he had that he had the best chance to beat Walter, and I. If memory serves me correctly, he did once. Um, but it, it, yeah, he beat, yeah, he beat Walt, Walter. God damn it! In in mm-hmm. this, in the second match to capture the yeah, uh, the title. Yeah, title. So um, so if I mean if he can do that, then he deserves all the credit in the world for me. But character wise, wrestling wise. Character-wise, Ilya Dragomov
1: has it all. So and, so, um, I'm just
0: looking him up on uh, their website. So his birthday is coming up on October 10th. And okay, I think, uh, how old do you think he is?
2: I think he's 30.
0: He's uh, Yeah, he's going to turn 30. He's 29. He's going to turn 30 on October 10th.
2: Cool. Well, happy birthday, and you gave an early birthday present to the WWE Universe. I really appreciate that because, Jesus Christ, when, when this guy wrestles, you know, I always say that what I look for in, in a wrestling match that it looks like a legitimate fight. And a lot of, you know, of the current wrestling landscape, it doesn't look like that. You know, it's a spot fest, uh, pretty much, which I actually don't like. That's actually my biggest gripe against the young bucks, or even the Lucha Bros. And I love the Lucha Bros, but it's just a spot fest. This, um, you know, looks like a fucking absolute heavyweight warfare. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like you could feel the intensity and just everything about it. The respect shown afterwards. Um, you know. Because, because, and Melo's ability to adapt and like keep up with them, and and really top the first match that they had. Because I really think that that this is the best match of the trilogy. These guys delivered something special. I, I, you know, I may not be doing the best of jobs in terms of reviewing these things because when I watch these pay per views, folks. I am not taking notes move for move, you know, things like that. you know because if if I was listening to a podcast, that's not what I would be looking for, right? Because if I wanted a move by move analysis of the thing, mm-hmm. I would go back and watch the match myself and take notes um and and, and note the the order of the moves and blah, blah blah. Uh, you know, you guys can go back and watch the match for that. You don't need me to re- recite the match to you again. I'm I'm trying to give you an analytical yet fun fan perspective, and um, this thing is just top notch. And the fact that that um, Mello kicked out of two H bombs. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, and, and I hate f- kicking out of finishers. But in this situation, NXT championship finale of a trilogy, I get it. You know, and the fact that Carmelo was able to pull that off, and the, like I said, the show of respect afterwards, this was special. I would I would give this a five-star, folks.
0: Oh, I, I gave it a five-star, and uh, so did the website. Uh, let's see, uh, 72% gave it a five-star
2: well and, and justifiably so and i i don't give out five stars like i'm giving out candy like dave voucher to the young bucks <laughs> right
0: <laughs> you know <laughs> oh my god you see uh christian uh um uh see christian uh i, I was watching a video on TikTok. christian uh at the meeting from destroyed brian alvarez i'm like please do Dave mail next he's like i'm sorry have you ever wrestled um well um
2: I not did too. not see Christian's comments there. Actually,
0: um, uh, uh when we went to commercial, um, I'm gonna see if I can find the the video on YouTube on a TikTok, and and if I find it, I'll play it when we come back.
2: Yeah, sure. But I did, um, I did catch Edge's comments in the media scrum, at, which we'll talk about when we get to the um, to the Wrestle Dream review. Um, But next up with with the main event of the show which no discrediting these ladies at all but I really thought Carmelo and Ilya should have gotten the um, main event Um, because it it really it really did the ladies a disservice to have to come out after this because they kicked
1: all sorts of ass.
0: Ben, I have a question. Can uh, someone like uh, use a logo design like even though it's already being used
1: no i don't think so
0: did you notice tiffany stratton's logo when she came out
1: what that's no
0: the, that's the exact barbie logo they just put tiffany stratton they use the same logo they they put tiffany stratton
2: well that's they might get in trouble i'm not
1: sure I don't know if you can do that they, they, um, they,
0: they even do the match they had like Paul and Barbie so, like, Becky, like, she kept throwing the batter she kept blocking them with the, the, the trash can lid
2: well that's just stupid because <laughs> co- comparing Tiffany Stratton to a Barbie I think is insulting to Tiffany um, I mean I, I, understand, I understand why they it. do it but you know but Tiffany is so much more than a body um, you know and and i'll be honest with you folks i i was not impressed with tiffany stratton when she came in no. um I, I i really wasn't i'm just being honest with you but her growth and you know and how far she's come in terms of character development and in ring skills and her mm-hmm. you know believability you know, and despite you know how beautiful she is, and, and a lot of the girls on that roster are beautiful, but I think she she really elevates it to a certain level. Um, you know, that's just my opinion. Um, you know, I think I think her, and personally, uh, for me, um, Bailey is another really beautiful woman. Uh, but, but that's not that's not the point.
0: That's what yep. I want to see. But both of
2: but both of those ladies are completely badass wrestlers yep. to the point yep. where it's like you all, like you when they're in the ring like you're not looking at them like Barbies. Yep. You know what I mean? You're looking at them like holy shit, these chicks can actually fight. Yep. Whereas like in the past, um, you know, divas were used, pardon the pun, as human Barbies. Yep. Which you know, and that's another reason why I don't like the use of Barbies, and I'm not virtue stickling or anything. Uh, you know, God knows I hate that shit, and I'm not the king of the of the cultural police, but you know, I, I just think that was a bad move on WWE's part. Um, but um, but yeah, these ladies killed it, and. Like, they delivered a hardcore style match that was yeah. believable. I mean, I mean when,
0: when they went up in the stands, I'm like, damn, man, that one guy that uh, gave Becky Lynch the chain or whatever it was. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> like,
2: geez. I mean, that, now, was a, that was a straight up chain. Even the commentary was like, what yeah. is that? Like, is that, is that a legit chain necklace? Right?
0: <laughs> I'm like, geez, what's going on right now?
2: you know, so shout out to both of these ladies, you know this might, I've been very critical of main roster stars
0: coming on NXT are you looking at at me right now? yeah I just saw Tiffany Stratton just posted a picture of her of her injury if you look it up ouch
2: oh, no, I think that's Becky Lynch I think that's Becky Lynch's arm
0: no, it's Tiffany Stratton
2: that's Tiffany Stratton right there. Oh, oh, I didn't realize that was her fix. Cause I knew um, because the light's reflecting weird. Oh,
0: sorry.
2: Yeah, that's too. Yeah,
0: that's the entry.
2: Oh, shit. Like, well, yeah, I, going that, on? Becky Lynch had it worse. That's why her, um, she had
0: a cut on her arm.
2: That's what I thought you were showing me. Oh, that required 11
0: uh, stitches. It, That's said the one that 50 Strand got from that uh, chain. I'm guessing that's what happened. Yeah. Damn.
2: But yeah, I mean this this match was badass, and it was only you know, and I would give it a four star. And like I said, it was only worse comparatively because um Carmelo and Ilya delivered a classic. Mm -hmm. You know if um. If Carmelo and Ilya hadn't performed to that level, then you know, um, on any other night, I think Becky and Tiffany would have had match of the night. But for me, um, but oh, I think
0: oh yay Ben, Oscar is coming to NXT next week.
2: Oh joy. <laughs> um, you know, if so um, overall, I think I think NXT um, delivered on uh this pay-per-view or premium live event a lot more than they have so what's your uh,
0: your final grade on this one
2: um on the show itself yeah um i would give
0: it a i would give it a b plus yep i i agree that's what i gave it when i when i was uh, going through my notes yeah i'm only b plus as well
2: and so um
1: now, unless LAO has oh, something like well, yeah,
0: that, you know what they announced the NXT, the names for the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament. Yeah. Some kind. So we have Kalani Jordan versus Izzy Dame, and Ariana Grace versus Jocara Jackson on the le- in the left brackets. In the right brackets, Carmen Petrovic and versus Cheda Parker and Danny Palmer versus Lola Vice.
2: Well, I'll tell will tell you what. Um, first, first of all, that dispels the rumor right there with the Jada Parker name. Yeah, because rumors. Uh, was... rumors was that that was going to be Jay Cargill's new name. So, no, there you fucking nerd.
0: And, and I, um, I was reading uh, she's gonna sh- uh, make her first appearance at Fastlane. Um, you
2: know, and and. I get the fact that they want to make this woman a star, you know, for all the reasons that we've already discussed. we don't have to go there again.
1: Yeah.
2: Um it's just I really hope that they're not, you know, putting the cart before the horse.
1: Mhm.
2: Um so we'll see and and I I I honestly I I want the best for Jade. You know, I want her to be put in the best position possible um, with the skills that she has. Um, you know, I just don't want, I don't want her to be put in a position where it's so obvious that she's outclassed from a talent perspective. And I'm not saying that with any venom or with any, you know, um, malice toward Jade. It's just, matter of factly, you can tell when there's a uh when there's a gap in talent levels between competitors in a match. Mm-hmm. And if they, if they put her in there immediately with somebody like a Charlotte Flair, she's going to get exposed badly.
1: Yeah.
2: Um so that's my that's my concern. But um before we talk too much about um you know, Jay Cargill. Hopefully, um, you know if Elio's right, we'll be talking about her uh, next Tuesday
0: so, on our next show. So, what do what do you like, what do you think about this uh, breakout tournament? And, like the names they announced?
2: Um, well, I wasn't I wasn't really impressed with them because I had only heard of two.
0: Right.
1: I had and only how, ever heard.
0: How is Jacara Jackson if She's already part of Metaphor.
1: Yeah, that was. And, we- and
0: Kalani Jordan. Uh,
2: no, well, you know, it it is a step it it is a step up from being paired with Dana Brooke. I'll give her that. But
0: as to Lola Rice is in this,
2: uh... well, she's um, and I I see potential for her too. If she if she can get get good in the ring, and like and I don't know if I've seen her in the ring yet.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, we've seen
2: her. She's uh, teamed up with Delecta Lopez. Uh, well, I I haven't personally seen that tag team, and God knows how long. I don't know. Oh, uh, okay. I'm just saying. Um, but um, you know, that's a, that's another that's another one that could be one one to look out for.
0: I've got Ariana mean, Grace. Is she the one that's
1: Santino's daughter? Yeah,
0: that's Santino's daughter.
1: Okay. All
0: right. Uh, even Sol Ruka, she's another one that's like got, disappeared.
2: <laughs> well, I think, I think she got hurt,
1: didn't she?
0: Oh, okay. So is she still out? Okay. So that's all we have for NXT No Mercy. We're gonna move on to Wrestle Dream.
2: Uh, absolutely.
0: Oh, we we got six minutes. No, sorry. Is it? Yeah. It's, no, yeah. Okay. Eight, so it's, it's eight minutes.
2: Okay, so we'll we'll be right back uh,
1: with your gym review.
0: This is somewhat different, Ben. We're back on Skype. We're back in the primitive era of the podcast, and there's something weird because I'm here in my studio. You're out there on the boat. The train
1: yes, on the boat. I'm gonna try fucking boat like the lonely island. <laughs> exactly. At least you got the
2: reference when I said it the first time. Um, so that'll be that's good. At least we know why we're friends. Um, but amongst our technical difficulties, we discovered that we didn't lose any of the previous recordings, despite it being a complete um, pain in the ass. And, um, Elliot, I'm not
0: doing it. I'm telling you right now, though, I'm not going to do any editing. I'm just going to put the music in the end, beginning and the end, and then I'm going to upload the show because it's going to frustrate me.
2: Okay, but, um, because I can't see it on my side, are you sure we're recording? Because I don't see a recording
1: notification.
0: Yeah, it says, uh, yeah, it's uh, up to one minute, it's got a little red button.
2: Okay, well, I don't, I don't see that. But anyway, um, now that now that we know that our efforts aren't for naught, let's go over um, the um, the Russell Dream pay
1: per view from. I think,
0: we, I think we should just give like a quick uh, rundown, impulse, like you post, like going into detail, like we were going to do.
1: Um well we can be quicker but i do want to go into some yeah detail. no no i understand i'm saying
0: like yeah like yeah. with, because uh, we already uh feels like we already did it once so just yeah to make,
1: like, get everything go by and uh, quicker very
2: good go yeah. yeah so just understand folks we've had a lot of difficulties we've been sitting here for a long time trying to get this done for you but uh So in the interest of time and in the interest of your uh, keeping your attention, we're going to skip the zero hour because, quite frankly, very little of consequence happened on that show and on that portion of the show, and I'm just being honest with you. Um, So we're going to kick you off with uh, the start of the main card, which was MJF. Versus the righteous, um, which to be honest with you, um, was a very weird way to start the show, in my opinion. I'm not calling it bad, Elio. I don't know if you saw this match.
1: You also,
0: just, uh, to know how, I started watching it when we were in commercial. I started watching why that's why I made the reference to the game to have saying, saying, I'm gonna put, pick up and
1: body slam you. Yes, exactly. And the white, the white guy with the dread which
0: is very bold, by the way.
1: Yes, I, actually, no.
2: I think he threatened to uh, body slam Dutch, but um, oh yeah, yeah, that's
0: what I said. He threatened body slam Dutch, and then he uh, threatened this.
2: Yes. Um, okay. Well, I'm just making sure we got it straight. But it was kind of weird because, like. It's a tag team title match, but yet it's a handicap match. And, like, I know that, you know, MJF is the world champion coming into this, mm-hmm. but given the fact that it was a, a handicap match and the fact that MJF is currently doing a comedy gimmick in which, you know, he uses a kangaroo kick um, as his uh finisher and you know it's just a lot of comedy such as like you know body slams and stuff um you know it's funny yes and it's a good way to start out the show but like it just um it didn't feel like it needed to be on the pay-per-view you know what i mean like this felt like a it felt like a dynamite or a um collision or even like a rampage segment it was yeah, just weird. Yeah. I'm not saying it was bad. So don't, you know, don't come after me with your, you know, with, with your pitchforks and torches. I'm just, you know, being honest with you. Um, so, next match we had was for the Ring of Honor and the New Japan Strong Openweight title. Which you know what, folks? I don't mean to start this off negative, and I promise you, not all of this is negative because there were some good matches on here, which I'm excited to get into with you. Um, but um, you know, we just we just had this like two, two or three weeks ago. I forget which one, but it was a grand slam, and it was a big, right? Oh. Yeah, it, I think so. It was it was a big deal when Eddie Kingston um, uh, beat Claudio Castagnoli f- for the Ring of Honor um, championship, therefore capturing two titles, um, er, he already ha- had the new. But it was it was for both titles, so that's why I say, um, and and yet we're supposed to believe that just a couple of weeks later. Katsuyori Shibata has a chance of of winning against Eddie for two two titles. Now, I'm not discrediting Shibata at all. But, you know, just being conditioned the way I have as a 30-plus year uh, wrestling fan, like, I'm not going to believe that a guy that just had this huge emotional title win beating his pre-long rival and Claudio Casanoli in his hometown is then again two weeks later on, on on a very important night in the history of the company, as constantly pushed by Tony Khan, is then going to lose, you know, those belts because then that means the run meant absolutely nothing. So it was like and then the other problem was like it wasn't a bad match at all. But if you've seen an Eddie Kingston match, you've seen this match. You know what I mean? Like, you didn't have to pay for this to be on the pay-per-view. Yeah. Because you've seen this match before. Um, so, you know, but, you know, Eddie really likes the Japanese style. That's how he fell in love with wrestling. It was a dream match for him. So I I take nothing away from him. If this is what he wants to do, that, that that's great. I have a lot of respect for Eddie outside of the ring, uh, you know, and 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 I think he's a very good wrestler. It's just I'm getting uh, I'm getting kind of tired with the kind of predictable matches. Um, next up, we had the TBS title on the line: Chris Statlander versus Julia Hart. I gotta be honest with you, Lao. Uh, you're gonna be well. You're not gonna be surprised because I'm gonna tell you. Um, but uh, but but who? But without having seen this match, who would you have thought was gonna win this going in there? Chris, Chris Standland S- or Julia Hart?
0: Chris Standland, because I picked picked Standland originally.
2: Okay, but. Well, and you'd be right, Chris Statlander won, but I was surprised, in a way I was surprised, even though I picked Statlander as well, because, you know, Julia Hart had been, like, undefeated for, like, 25 straight matches, and then, like, she makes a big deal out of challenging Chris Statlander for the last couple of weeks on Inclusion, and then she comes in and loses but having said that this is easily the best match of
1: julia hart's career i mean i mean yeah yeah oh is it okay oh oh okay (laughs) i you scared me that i thought we were having more
2: technical problems i'm like um, but yeah, this match was very, very good. I was very pleased with this match. Um, a match that I was not pleased with, and this is where the marks are going to get pissed off at me. Uh, but they can suck an egg as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the guns versus Huck and Orange Cassie versus the Lucha Bros versus the Yom Bucks. First of all... Um, they did an injury angle with Ray Phoenix to take him out of the match early. So, um, so Penta was on his own. Now, it was it wasn't a real injury. It was it was planned that he they, they were going to take him out of the match because he was banged up and he had he has a title defense coming up on this upcoming Dynamite, right? So I'm like, okay, but it still doesn't make sense that you would leave, um, you know, uh, Ray Phoenix, uh, or, uh, or I'm sorry, it doesn't make sense that you will leave Penta out there defend it for himself against three other tag teams, but that's okay. That's a little bit of a logic,
1: gap in my opinion, but, um, <sighs> what you know, was it a bad match?
2: No. Was it the typical AEW tag match? Yes. Did the Bucks win? Of course they did. Ask me Sorry.
0: why
1: I don't
2: ca- ask me why I don't care about this match, Elio. Why don't you care about
0: the Smash Pen? Thank
2: you. Thanks for playing. You're a good guy. <laughs>
1: um,
2: because they are already two thirds of the six-man tag team champions. So now, at the next pay-per-view, which is full gear, they get to challenge for the tag team titles against the Young Bucks. And Am I excited about the Young Bucks FTR match? Yes. This is their fourth contest. I'm excited about it. But, you know, it's just... What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Give give the Bucs complete domination over the tag team division? Jesus Christ. You know, they already have one title. Do they really need two? Um, so I'm really pulling for FTR on this one. Um but, but the other the other thing too, folks, is this is a fourth match between the Bucs and the FTR, and FTR coming up. And it's gonna to get to the point of yeah. There's been three other matches between the box and FTR. I swear to God. So it's like, how much are you really gonna care about a fourth match? No matter how no matter how good the two teams really
1: are. Um. So I I'm, I'm sorry.
0: No, I didn't say that. I was just adjusting my uh, headphones.
2: Um. So, you know, personally I would have preferred another team getting the win for a fresh matchup. But having said that, I you know, I'm not complaining super hard about this match coming up because I do think it's gonna be a good match. And I'm super happy that Hook and Orange Cassidy didn't win because thank God they're a tag team that didn't exist and yet they got a tag team title. But fresh, by fresh the way, Exactly. And by the way, folks, just just recently, um, you know, Nick Jackson got a uh, got a, uh, you know, TNT title shot, despite the fact that he has only wrestled four singles matches this year.
0: And I'm um, uh, like. Okay, I'm confused. They split the box up into these. Two separate matches on Dynamite, right? Yeah. Why would you do that if you're going to put them back together to go for a tag team championship opportunity? Preach into,
2: preach into the choir, brother. That's why I was so confused with this result because I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah,
0: almost,
2: I, don't I, know. I just, so, you know. Some of this pay-per-view, even the matches, even though the matches themselves weren't bad, you know, some of these matches just weren't clicking click for me. But where where the pay-per-view really started to pick up steam and where I really started getting excited was um, the Hangman versus Swerve Strickland match. If we were doing the typical high points, low points format, which realistically we should be doing because we've been sitting here for for three hours now uh <laughs> but i'm just too much of a of a you know perfectionist with this podcast because i'm trying to do the best er, do the best job for you but this match i think was certainly the best of swerve strickland's aew run and arguably the best swerve strickland match i've seen you know maybe there was one or two in his nxt run that came close to it but this was this was definitely right up there and hangman page did a great job too you know i was i was really starting to doubt whether hangman page was going to be the guy for AEW or one of the guys because they've really been pushing him and i i it wasn't clicking with me the last time it really clicked with me was when he face daniel uh, da- uh daniel bryan and then before that kenny omega when they had their tag team run but since then he kind of like fell off but if, if he has more matches like this then yeah i can definitely i can definitely see him going even higher than he already is so this was this was the first match that got me like super excited for this pay-per-view okay <laughs> Now, this next match, so so this match that I just went over, I would rate a B plus, right? Clear, clear, high point, clear, best match of the pay-per-view so far. Now, this next match, even though I love both guys, did this is another match that did not have to be on the pay-per-view. Okay? Because keep in mind, folks. If you count the pre-show, which, for your sake and ours, we didn't go over. You're welcome. Um, You know, if you count those, there's 15 matches on this fucking card. 14. Wow. Um, You know, four and a half hours, I'm getting a little fucking tired. Um, Right? You know what I mean? It's just, it's a little weird. So this is just another match. It didn't necessarily have to be on there. Um, was it a good match? Yes. Was it entertaining uh, having uh, John Moxley on, tape, on uh, commentary with JR? Yeah. And he was on commentary earlier on in the evening on the pre-show with Claudio's match with Josh Barnett.
1: He he did
2: a much better job in this match with with Wheeler, uh because in in the first match with Barnett and Claudio, him and um JR were talking over each other and it was just awkward. But yeah but uh this one uh went a lot better commentary-wise and and Mox really added something to to, to the match. So even though I still believe it didn't have to be on the pay-per-view. I still think it was a it was a good match. Now this is where we we get really 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 good. This is the match that I was drooling over. You know how how I always talk about you know the story's got to be there, the build's got to be there, everything's got to be in place. You know, and, you know, 99% of the time, that's true, folks, and I stand by that. And then, you know, on the rare occasions, you really do get a dream match, and this is what we have with Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. And I mean, holy fuck, I could have watched this match for 30 more minutes and been completely happy. I really could have. Other than, other than that one, uh, you know, um... Spot where I thought that Zach's neighbor got his leg broken on that, um, you know, on that like leg whip move. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because the first one looked fine, but the second one looked like he looked like it twisted the wrong way, and I was afraid that it was going to break. Um, but, you know, just, this is one of those matches, folks. I can't do it justice if I just trying to review it, you know, for the reasons I explained earlier on in the show. But I'm just going to tell you, go watch it. Because if you don't like this match, you shouldn't be watching professional wrestling. This match is why we love professional wrestling.
0: Yeah. Like I, I can't wait to watch this one.
2: Uh, Elio, I was on the edge of my wheelchair doing this. <laughs> I I I was in my room climbing like a moron, cheering as if they could hear me. What's like, like what is going on with Ben? What's he, what's he? watching? You know. So it was it was really good, and um, so I definitely recommend. You know, you guys haven't seen that. Find this motherfucker online and go check this out. Um, okay, now this is this is another one now let me just say this match was this next match the eight-man tag good match great wrestlers in this match there was nothing wrong with it okay this is just my own personal thing with eight-man tags they are hard for me to follow it was
0: getting late i had to go to the bathroom i sorry, before you go on, I have a question. What time did this show end?
1: It 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 ended at uh, midnight. Oh wow, okay.
0: At least it didn't end at 1am, but still that's long.
2: Yeah, and if you count the pre-show, it went from 7 to 12.
1: Okay. Which I watched the whole thing, All right. so. No,
0: I'm just curious because you know how AEW likes to have long shows.
2: Well this one was long.
0: Holy fuck. Okay.
2: 15 matches. I mean, good lord. Don't drink too much unless you have a bathroom nearby.
0: Let me tell you something. WrestleMania 3 had 12 matches and that went three hours. Number well, four, had 14 matches. Now, that was four hours. That was the first four-hour pay-per-view that I ever saw. Which
2: one was that? WrestleMania 4? Yeah. Okay. That was four hours.
0: Started at 4 p.m. and ended at
2: 8. Yeah, but I, I mean, this, you know, I just don't like eight-man tags, especially in a pay-per-view oh, format. Yeah.
0: Especially if you watch New Japan, that's all that you see is eight-man tag matches.
2: But like the other thing, the other thing too, and and the wrestling was great because how could it not be when, when you have this level of talent involved? So I'm not criticizing this from the wrestling perspective, but from the storyline perspective, going into it, I don't give a shit about the Don Kawas family.
0: No, neither do I.
2: Regardless of who's in it. I just don't give a fuck. Um, so that took the match back down for me. And also the fact that it was an eight-man tag took it down for me. So um, that's the only reason I can't give it a high point. Um, but this this is another match um, uh, that was an absolute high point. Um, AEW tag title match Aussie Open versus FTR. The only thing that keeps this match from being a five-star is it was five minutes too long.
1: If they had cut five minutes and had two less false finishes in it, the match would have been perfect.
2: Um, You know, but but they just have it a little bit too long. It went 20 minutes and 23 seconds and it you know you you'll you'll understand what I'm talking about when you watch it it got a little bit long in the tooth okay you know okay. i think you'll understand it when you watch it but it
1: was absolutely still a high point now talking about the main event let me
2: let me preface the main event with this okay now when I first saw that this was gonna be the main event, I was like, What the fuck? What you're gonna have this as the main event over Aussie Open and FTR. You're gonna have this as as the main event over uh, what what was the other what what was the other match? Thanks, uh
0: and, thanks, Saber?
2: Exactly. You're you're
0: gonna have
2: those. I thought that was gonna be the main event. Well, so so did I, that, but over those two matches, you're gonna have Darby Allen and Christian Cage, and then I saw the 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 ending of the match, and then I understood why they had it as the main event. On top of the fact that Darby Allen is a hometown boy.
1: Okay.
2: Okay. And and sorry. In the interest of doing the review, I have to spoil a little something for you. Uh, well, a lot of something. But um, this match was the main event because Christian tore the ring apart and kicked
0: uh, out ne- of the Nexus in 2010.
2: Yes. Yeah. I mean, it was just the wood of the ring. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Darby Allen got destroyed. And and the way he landed on the steps off of a slam, I'm surprised he didn't break his back. I mean, look, I'm going to break kayfabe for you. I'm pretty sure those steel steps are made of wood. But, but that being said, folks, and Elio, I want you to message me as you're watching this show, okay? Because... I'm dying, and I want to talk about this again on on, tu- on Tuesday after you have an opportunity to watch it,
0: okay? Because we well, got well, hopefully it. our technical issues will uh, be resolved. But I did uh, get managed to log back into my Skype on the laptop. So if we have any problems, we can always go back to doing this on the on my computer.
2: Absolutely, and obviously, like right after this, we have to do fast lane predictions real quick. But,
1: um, but you know, the the big talking point of the evening, which
2: I, I thought for sure was going to be the bump that that Darby Allen took on the steps, because I'm like, holy shit, I'm surprised. Think I didn't die. Uh, <laughs> obviously, it was it was Edge making his AEW debut. And obviously that was going to be a huge thing. Now, Ben,
0: did you see he already already uh, copyrighted or trademarked that three
1: names? Yeah, I did. Ledge. And how do you trademark the word cope? I don't know. So anyone, anyone that
0: uses the word cope they're not allowed to use it because it's trademarked. What?
1: I don't
2: know. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. But I was surprised that they were able to use the Reader the Superstar thing. Apparently, WWE let the trademark expire or they yeah. overlooked it. So,
0: Yeah, no, I read that. They let it expire. Like, it, it already expired. I don't know if they knew or if they just uh, didn't bother to re, uh, renew it.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but... Um, Yeah, but the main event between Christian Cage and Darby Allen, even without Edge, that was a hell of a main event, folks. I mean, I don't want to hear that Darby Allen can't wrestle. He may be this generation's Jeff Hardy and Mick Foley mixed together on crack. I think that's true, but but I don't want to hear that Darby Allen can't wrestle because he showed up on main event in his hometown and fucking smashed it and christian cage did too christian cage let me be honest with you folks i like christian cage more than i like wwe christian i like christian cage in tna and aew more than i like wwe christian this christian is fucking amazing
1: he
0: is doing like I like. Uh, he's doing a great job here with this run. I
1: mean, I mean, good God. Oh,
0: um, I you know what? I'm gonna play that clip of Christian at the meeting, So well, I'll do that next week because of technical issues we had uh, tonight. I was yeah, gonna we. Pl- I was gonna play it tonight, but.
1: Yeah,
2: and then, look, look um, so that wraps up our Wrestle Gym review. Overall, folks, I would give this an 85 out of 100. I thought this was a fantastic show, highlight, highlighted by four matches. Oh, um, my only, like, real big criticism, these shows are just too damn long. They They really are. You know, they don't have to be 15 matches long. You don't have to do that. That's one thing I don't understand, um, but, but I will give AEW credit. The pay-per-views are, always end up better than I think they're going to be. So before we wrap up the show, I want to um, do the fast lane predictions uh, really quickly because we have another pay-per-view this weekend. Good God. Are you pay-per-viewed out, Elio? Because like Jesus I am. I am too, my friend.
1: Holy crap!
0: Let me just uh, pull up the uh,
1: the best lane card here. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Let me know when you're ready.
0: Okay. Uh, just to load up the. What an, what a what a, what a terrible poster. Ah, I already showed you that poster on uh, Friday night.
2: Yeah, is it still the one that's just John Cena?
0: It's still, it's still the one, it's still this one right there.
2: Oh, good lord, that is terrible. Well, when,
0: when, 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 <laughs> there are more badges on there, you know?
2: Yeah, that that's awful. That's just terrible.
0: Alright, so how are we doing this?
2: Um, let's go bottom to top.
0: Alright. Alright, so first match we have for the Undisputed Tag Team Championships the Judgment Day versus Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso Random Team. Um,
2: yeah. Right. Oh, and this came, to, this came together last night on on Raw. All of a sudden it was announced that Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso are going after the tag titles. What the fuck? Well, what the fuck is going on
0: here,
1: folks?
2: That doesn't make sense. And and let me let me explain something. Because we were gonna do Raw a- after Wrestle Dream, but honestly, we've been here too long, and and you know we're just yeah. we're trying to uh, you know we'll we'll catch you up. You
0: know we'll come, but- we'll come back on Friday night.
2: Yeah, on uh, on wrestling POV. So we'll, we'll we'll get you there, but it's just you know it, there was too much going on tonight, too much bullshit. And I think I think even with the final product, you'll find that the show's a little long. Uh, but trust me, it's not as long as of a night as we
1: had. Good God! Um, <laughs> but, uh, oh my God!
2: Okay. Yeah, I think I think Judgment Day is taking this one. Cause. Yeah, I've
0: got Judgment Day as well. Then we have a six-man tag match. The LWO, Rey Mysterio Santos, and either Joaquin Wilder, Cruz Del Toro, versus Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits.
2: Um, I'm going to say Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits.
0: Yeah, especially the way they've been like uh, treating LWO lately with all the losses they've had. Yeah. So I'm gonna I go with Ashley in the few hours Decade. next. Why? Why is this a match? Eosky versus Oscar versus Charlotte Flair. Why?
2: Nobody gives a fuck. It better be Eosky because if Charlotte yeah, Flair, I've
0: got Eosky
2: because if Charlotte Flair wins this thing, we're gonna riot live on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast.
0: We need to wear a storm. Ben's gonna enjoy himself and be all the music. <laughs> because I, apparently I'm a, I apparently am a clown. I'm here you're a clown.
1: Yes. You, you, may, you may have missed
2: it because of our technical difficulties, but earlier tonight, <laughs> Elio did his best Chub Pesci impression from uh, Goodfellas.
0: <laughs> okay, so we have John Cena in LA Knight versus The Bloodline. I've got Cena and LA Knight.
1: Yeah, I got... Same here, man.
0: And then, last man standing, Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura.
1: I got Seth Rollins.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got Seth Rollins as well. Right, so that is uh, a prediction for fasting. You know what? Clay gets to see LA Knight, damn it.
1: That bastard.
0: All right? And he's by the way... The- he's going to be there for the potential debut of Jay Cargill. He's going to be there to see John Cena... Uh, and everything else, like, what is going on? What is going
2: on? That, that bastard, and he <laughs> and he uh, skipped out on us for tonight because he was supposed to join us tonight. I mean, you right. bastard. No, we love you, we love you Clay. We, we, we got plenty of time. You're welcome here anytime, but still, for the sake of this show, you, you bastard.
0: <laughs> uh, and, that- and Ben just did his best Salt Park impression.
2: Exactly! <laughs> oh, and, and by the way, Kyle's mom's a bitch. <laughs> fuck
1: you. Oh, F- fuck God. you, Mr. Garrison. Thank you, Mr. Garrison. <laughs>
2: Keep okay, blasting okay? Oh, Jesus. We've been here too long. Can we
1: go home now?
0: So that is all that we have for... Your fast lane preview. I'm Mr. Garrison saying good night for the PC Wrestling Podcast. Okay. Okay. What was
1: that? Okay,
0: for real, we should bring show. They our close.
2: Absolutely,
0: uh, I agree. All right, so we will be we will be back Friday night with with uh, Wrestling POV and all the weekend wrestling. Catch everyone up. And of course, we have Fastlane on Saturday. And we will be back right back here on Tuesday with all of the results from Fastlane.
1: Absolutely.
0: So I'm Ellie, who's Ben, Ben Signet to the fans.
2: After a very long night for us, and what I assume will be a very long listen for you, good night, and I bid you adieu. Welcome to the greatest. Love
1: you, Rangers, Welcome to the greatest fucking show.